the time I spent on a crew, uh, starting as a laborer and then learning the skills of a carpenter on a framing crew, that's what I was doing at the same time I was taking these classes at West Valley and then eventually transitioning into working at a firm. I uh, worked at, at Square 3 Design Studios in, in Palo Alto and uh, learned a great deal from Carl Hess there about you know, how to actually get things built. And that's when I, I applied to the, the master's program at Berkeley and, and started there in 2000. The whole time, uh, in fact, in my portfolio, in, in the initial application process, the, the first entry in the portfolio was a, a self-portrait of me wearing carpenter's bags. It was from the back uh, on a building site talking about being empowered with the education I would need to be able to design for Mother Nature's bad days. And I was thinking at the time about hurricanes, about earthquakes, floods, and that's not where most architects start. I realized that. But that was where my passion uh, lay. And and that's the direction I went in from the very beginning. Certainly a concern for most people living in the Bay Area. I would presume more more of an architecture background for people in the Bay Area are going to be concerned with with things like um, flooding and earthquakes and maybe elsewhere in the country. But so how did that parlay into you and Jill founding ArcsPax? Well, uh, you know, that's where it got really exciting because for years, I was working on this this new system for building, and what you might not be aware of is that in July of this year, ArxPax was issued a patent for what we call a three-part foundation system. And this foundation system essentially is uh, base isolation, but an order of magnitude, uh, well, more base isolated. And what that really is, is, a, is a, it's a new way of decoupling structure from the earth. And one of the key components of that, and, and you can look that patent up uh, or we can send you a link, or one of the, the key components of that is what we call the buffer medium. And the buffer medium is typically a liquid. It can be a gas. But we asked ourselves, why not an electromagnetic field? If you can hover a train, why not a house? And that's where we started, and, and I really started getting into the research of it. And I realized that, that all the patents, all the intellectual property for magnetically levitated trains, it was for moving trains, moving objects. There was no good way to levitate uh, using electromagnetic energy an object, particularly with a dynamic load in a stationary position. That's when, uh, again, we had the first of many epiphanies in, in just how you could do that. And, and that's uh, when we discovered that and did some early testing. The realization was, well, uh, how can we do this? Because we, we really approach this as a responsibility. It's our duty to get this out there because it is a way we know. It's something we can do now to save lives and property and communities from natural disasters. So w- how can we get this into the public consciousness? What would be the most effective way of demonstrating this technology? A hoverboard. 